Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Today we'll be chatting about our plans for returning to the happiest place on earth. And more highlights from Mike's trip to Walt Disney World, including the Magic Kingdom, Disney's Riviera Resort, and the Boardwalk. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Gosh, Jen, it's so exciting that we get to record episodes that are about Disney parks more often than usual. I know, I know. <laughs> this is like a whole new world for the Disney Holic show, and I'm so excited a about whole it. New world. I had to. Imagine. I don't remember the lyrics. <laughs> wow. A whole new world. Shame bell again. Shame. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so Disneyland is reopening April 30th. I am freaking out. I really wish you could come over here and be a resident of California and come with me. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> we will figure that out at some other point. Till then, you could go to Disney World and make me jealous. There you there go. We go. <laughs> we'll make each other jealous and share stories from our trips. Yes, yes. So for my reopening plans, I thought we would just kind of go over that. Like what I'm excited about. And what I'm going to try to do on the first day I'm back at the Disneyland Resort. So I plan to start at Disneyland, right? Got to go to Disneyland first. I can't go back to DCA without having Disneyland first. It's my baby. But um, I have three things that I'm really trying to do. Right now I'm forgetting the third thing. What the heck? First thing is Haunted Mansion. So while I think even before, no, it was for sure, before they closed down for or because of the pandemic, they had already started work on the Haunted Mansion to add new effects and new design going on inside the Haunted Mansion. And while we know what they did, it's still pretty vague. So I am so excited to go in and see what they've done to my house. It's my house. I live <laughs> to there. your house. Was it's that refurb planned with or without the pandemic? Was it going to happen? Yes. Yeah. So they had already started as soon as they closed down. If I remember correctly, it's been a while now, right? <laughs> but I think it's as soon as they closed down from the holiday version. Uh-huh. When they were going to change it back to regular, they just kept it down and they're going to update for these. And then by that time, it you know pandemic had happened and they just kept it closed. Wow. So. It's now been a full year of them able to work on it. (laughs) Now we finally get to see the new changes unveiled. And I cannot wait. I am a little bit apprehensive, but not too much. Wait, is it correct that if I'm understanding this right, the Haunted Mansion regular has not been open since like August of 2019? I think so. I literally, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I mean, if anything, it was only open for maybe... A month and change. Yeah. It makes sense, though. I mean, based on the timeline you gave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they kept it closed down because I can remember all the pictures of all the tarps up around it and everything. So they had already started working on it before the pandemic for sure. So anyway, very excited nonetheless. Um, as I was saying, a little apprehensive, but like I feel like the Imagineers have done such a great job in all the changes recently that I'm actually feeling pretty positive about it, even though it's my favorite attraction in all of disney anything so like it's a lot for me to handle but i'm 
very excited. So there's that. And then, of course, I need to go on Snow White next because that's the new unveiling, right? Like, oh, that's right. None of the general public has gotten to see it yet. I'm so excited to see it. And the third thing is, I don't Do you know. Remember it? You don't remember Wasn't it? there something else that's changed since? I can't remember three what wishes, it was. Three wishes. Three wishes. <laughs> Let's see. If we're going back to Disneyland, three things. You want to go in Haunted Mansion. You want to check out the new Snow White. And oh. you want to go to the bench or something on Main Street. No? Oh, well, definitely. That's a, for <laughs> sure. That's after those two get done. I knock those out of the park. Then I can go and relax on Main Street with a Gibson Girl ice cream. But I forgot the other three were, um, or the other, the third one was Splash Mountain because I, as much as oh, I'm yeah. excited about the change, I do want to see it one last time. So I want to get on Splash Mountain. Um, I think Jungle Cruise was on my list at some point, and then I realized it's not happening when they reopen. So like the changing oh, there. the new stuff. So like huh? that doesn't need to be on the list of needs for the first trip back, but... Um, it will be soon, so that's very exciting. But I guess to go see it again, how it is before they change it. Oh, that's a good point. What's uh, your um, ice cream flavor of choice at Gibson Girls? Oh my gosh, it's a good question. I I usually go for pretty basic ice cream when I go to ice cream places. Like I love a vanilla with a hot fudge and caramel. So plain. Oh, I love it though. I love a classic. Um, I also love Fantasia ice cream, but they don't usually have that very often. Don't know what that is. What is it? Sorbet? It's like pistachio with cherry and some other flavor. It's it's like this whole thing. I like like pistachio and I like cherry ice cream. It reminds me of Spumoni. Like, it reminds me a lot of Spumoni. Ooh, I don't know what that is either. (laughs) Oh, Spumoni is so good. Um, Did you ever go to Bancheros in Hayward? Nope. When you're... No, and you lived here? No. Uh, that was like a classic family joint for my family. And they ha- always had spumoni for dessert. So it's like an Italian ice cream. Mm. Um, again, pistachio, I think chocolate and cherry all mixed together. And it's so good. It sounds so good. Sweet. And now I'm thinking of thrifty ice cream. Oh, my gosh. That was also Oh, my good. God. Thrifty? Oh, my gosh. With they that, sell like, those flat scoopers scooper. on Amazon. Yeah. And I've almost bought one. <laughs> it's the scooper, right? There's something about the way it's scooped. It tastes different than if you just buy the thrifty in the box and take it home. It's different. Totally. And I don't know. Like, I never really eat ice cream at home. So I, it made me stop from buying that, like, $40 scooper. But, like, I still kind of <laughs> want it. <laughs> Gibson girl. Sorry, one okay. second. Shit. My fucking... <clears throat> my Facebook. Someone's blowing me up on facebook and it's pinging on here and oh, i don't even know that it's open sorry it's probably coming through the audio no i didn't hear it okay so yeah so those are my favorite ice creams and i'm definitely gonna be sitting on that porch thinking of you mike and uh enjoying my relaxation time in disneyland and of course i mean most people jump of course to rise of the resistance but it's actually not on my need to do list i'm excited to go back on it um i will be there as soon as it opens because i want to be in disneyland so bad that i will get up at eight in the morning <laughs> right but after the first day back in the park i'm not going to at 8 a.m anymore so we'll have to see how rise works for i that. totally feel you on that it's almost like it's a third theme park so right you could do that on another day maybe yeah, before we were- dca even <laughs> Oh my gosh, we haven't discussed on this show. We need to talk about this soon about the expansion stuff, right? So, like, yeah, we talked about it on Instagram Live, but we need to do it on our show. And then that was, I think you might have been the one that said it actually. Um, how, like, what they're coming out with a third park now? They should have just done that for Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give it its own space. All of those things, right? Even um, Avengers Campus. Yeah. Oh my Although gosh, IP Land. They already have. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like they, what is it called? They stuck their foot in the mud. I don't know the saying. They, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that either. But yeah. they dipped their toe in the pool. I don't know. <laughs> they, is that thing? They couldn't. Yeah, is. they can't get out of it. They already put that there. <laughs> it's too late. The weenie. The weenie. Yeah. Um, one thing about Disneyland reopening that is just like I'm. I'm not a rich person. So, like, that part is, like, triggering of spending a lot of money. But this will be the first time I've spent full price to go into Disney parks since, I don't even know, 2000? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I had my first annual pass in 2001. So, I I've, I've, haven't spent $100-plus a day to go into Disneyland, like, ever. <laughs> it's 
it seems jarring and a lot of pressure. Cause yeah. You, it, right. Cause we, we like to have that AP brain, but knowing that you're paying oh my gosh, for gosh, right. Knowing that I spent a hundred or $200 for a weekend at the park is like, <clears throat> Oh my God, I have to do everything. And I have to like get out of that now, shake it off, make sure I enjoy myself. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was like kind of interesting to think about, like literally haven't, like, I think if you take the math, it's like $50 a day or something that I'm paying to go to Disneyland wow. with how often just I go. Don't, th- don't think about it. Don't think about I it. I have to not. I'm already thinking about it already. <laughs> it's not even open for another few weeks. I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> or when you get to the park too, you could use all your um, rewards, like Disney reward dollars. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. No. I still look at that as my money. <laughs> I feel like I earned it. Uh, we'll see. Well, anyway, I mean, at this point, I'm ready to spend whatever it takes to go back to the park anyway. So it feels like that I'm just buying the only option in. So that's kind of nice. I guess Are you doing anything else uh, while you're going to be down there? So probably not. I did like book my stay for about a week almost. I think it's like six days five nights or something i booked my stay for um and i probably will only do the park for two days because of the price maybe three we'll have to see but um i did take a couple extra days to just like go down there like i for instance i'm going down there one full day early so that i could just like chill and go i haven't seen downtown disney yet either so i just want to like go to downtown disney and check it out have like a chill day maybe see some friends i haven't seen in over a year hang out, have a nice dinner, um, and then do the parks and then probably just go home. But the other thing I want to add to my trip that I don't know if I'll have the time for is the Bowers Museum. So um, if you are not familiar with Bowers, it's definitely not like official Disney at all. It's its own independent museum. It's very close to the parks. I think it's like a seven-minute Uber trip from the parks. Um, and right now they're they're hosting the 50 – like the 50th anniversary of the archives, the Disney archives. Oh, in it. Wow. So they have a bunch of really cool things in there to see all um, like they have anything from like ride props to like movie cells, like just like anything that you would think that could be in the archives. They have a great exhibit for it right now and I haven't gotten to see it yet. And that's definitely up my alley. So I feel like I need to fit that in either that trip or the very next one. But I believe they're, they've pushed it out all the way at least through June or July. So I have some time. Oh, that's but. good. Was that open before the pandemic started? Yes, but like not much. I think it was literally open like a few weeks or something before. And I was headed down there. It was because I remember I went at the end of February and it wasn't open yet. And then at least I think. And then I was supposed to go down there March 14th. And I think it had just opened. But that's when they closed everything down. So I ended up not going on that trip. And oh, of course, Bowers Museum wow. also had to close down. Pre, pre-apocalypse. Um, yeah. the, the Walt Disney Archives is really cool because you and I met the founder of the Disney Archives at yeah, D23 Expo. We did. Dave Smith, yep. which is pretty cool. Got yep, his autograph he, too, he right? He signed our book. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we met him. We, we also met... Um, I don't remember if I met her with you or not, but Becky Klein, she like takes care of the archives. Like she is the archives girl. Like she's the one to talk to. And I've met her as, as well. So like pretty in tune with the archives. It's just really cool. That's like my dream is to go dig around that place. And do you remember that commercial they had a while back for Disney? And it was yes. like this warehouse. <laughs> for the Main Street like Electrical Parade. Pictured, like yeah it was like when Street. it came it back like out of hiding or something so many things yes oh it was for that right yeah, advertising yeah. it you're right you're right um that was like one of my favorite commercials ever because it's just my dream to go dig in that warehouse if that's real i don't know but like i it's imagine cool. that's what the archives look like in my like indiana my jones right re- re- the yeah, first movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like just everything out instead of in crates so i could just like see it all like Whoa. that's neat um but yeah the founder so he died Unfortunately, like in 2019, right? Dave Smith at age 78. But look at this legacy he's left. And now there's this fun exhibit that you could go to. I know. He was ahead of the times because at that point, people weren't really like collecting Disney yet. He was like, we need to start like holding on to this stuff. And like, yeah, he knew. What do you call it when you like keep track of it? What's the word I'm looking for? 
archive. Archiving. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be a I good word. I couldn't think of it because it's literally the name of the place. <laughs> um. Yeah. So big ups to Dave Smith because man, I'm so glad that we have all that stuff to look back on now. Like, there's stories about things going quite the opposite way. Like Bob Gurr always tells that story with Rolly Crump about the um the giant like mobile I think they called it mobile or whatever I don't remember what it was called but it was at the world's fair and they couldn't transport it or it was going to be too much money or whatever so they just literally broke it apart and threw it into the ocean what it's at the bottom of the ocean somewhere and the world's fair is here in Queens New York so it's over here somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean wow you should go diving go on a diving trip that could be cool if they know where it is yeah that was in like the 60s like 1964 so good luck finding it but yeah just a kind of funny story so That's thanks exciting, to Dave Smith though. for fixing that I'm so that happy problem. for you you're gonna be in Disneyland soon enough I know I'm very excited I'm gonna have all the Disney classics I have a churro popcorn oh remember recently we talked about snacks and I couldn't figure out what else I would consider a snack that wasn't a sweet yeah Disneyland pretzels Duh, that's a perfect Disneyland snack that's not a sweet. Although I usually get the one with the cream cheese and that's pretty sweet. So I, I think, did we talk about it before? Are you a salt or non-salt pretzel person? Non-salt. Okay. And you can Actually, get that I'm, without rubbing it off yourself? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I usually do that. <laughs> do other people do that? I usually do it because I like the salt, but they put too much. Yes, I hate right? the giant crystals of salt. Yeah. So I just brush them all off and I like the salty flavor. I just want a little. More so than that. Like a little taste yeah, of it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's hilarious. I do the same thing. Um, so, yeah, just looking forward to all the new updates. Of course, just being back in the park itself, having some of the classic foods. I'm going to have to have my taco salad at Rancho de Zocalo because I get that, like, all the time. It's, like, one of my go-tos. There's also hardly ever anybody there, which is nice. That sounds so. good. And there's so much seating there, probably easy for them to block off tables for social distancing. Yeah, it's a nice outdoor area, so that's that's good, too. Anyway, so as excited I am about Disneyland, we can talk about that after, but I want to get back to Walt Disney World and hear more about your trip. And I think on this episode, you're planning on sharing things about Magic Kingdom and some of the resorts you stayed at, right? Yes. Um, wow. So I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, this this goes back to sort of the beginning of my trip um, because the first Disney thing I experienced was walking in to the Disney Riviera Resort, uh, which is one of the newest resorts, if not the newest, at Walt Disney World property. Opened, I believe, in 2019 um, as a Disney Vacation Club property. As with most DVC properties, um, you can still book them on the website as a regular room if you're not a member. Um, I just know that the prices are insane when you do it that way. Um, so there's tons of ways to do it even if you're not a dvc member you can rent someone else's points um or you could go with someone who has dvc so this was my first time at the riviera um i stayed in a studio which is more or less a hotel room but it feels more like um you know like those business hotels where there's a little bit of a kitchenette with a microwave and a little fridge um, so that's really all that separates it apart from a regular hotel room at Disney is the little kitchenette. Uh, had a really nice balcony. Um, but overall, this resort is it's just brilliant. And I'm one of those people who just I always like whatever the newest thing is. So <laughs> at this time, I'm going to say it's my favorite resort uh, because it's themed after the European Riviera. So it's French, it's Italy, it's whimsical Europe, and it's just decorated so beautifully and subtly definitely aimed for the grown-ups here because um, right that's a great way of saying that yeah i totally thought that too the the decor is very disney but it's so artistic that when you look you're like oh that's such and such um there's this one beautiful entrance way because there's several ways to like get to the centerpiece of the resort there's this one that is sort of like a tunnel made out of um, different types of European tiles and painted on the tiles is the scene from Rapunzel, or I mean from Tangled where all the lanterns are floating. And then there's also water fountain things. So it's just so pretty. And at night you could see the water reflecting on the lights across all the tiles with the lanterns. It's just like a whole thing. <laughs> it's just one spot of that resort. Um, 
Very beautiful place. You can take the Skyliner from there to get to either Epcot or Hollywood Studios. Um, it's neighboring the Caribbean Beach Resort. So you can actually go there for for whatever reason. If you want to maybe check out the food or look at some of the shops at the Caribbean Resort, um, which I believe is a moderate resort. So it's really nice. There's a lot of different um, things you could do there, too. So, yeah, overall great resort. Highly recommended if you can get a chance to go there. So that's the Riviera. Um, I did I spend most of my there. time at the pool. <laughs> really nice pool. Mm. And it's like shiny and new, which also yeah. just feels good, right? <laughs> it feels good. Like, you know, when you walk into like a model home or a new car. Oh, my gosh. Like I love model homes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love model homes. And the, the technology was top notch so you could use your laptop or mobile device to chromecast to the tv which really convenient netflix all this stuff compared to some of the older resorts where you do not have that option and so maybe if you bring an hdmi cable you could get your content on the tv but this one was just really seamless like usb plug ports everywhere yeah right the red white and yellow called? RCA, yeah rca right? cables okay. um i think so i think it's called that so, yeah, so that was the Riviera. Really beautiful. Nice. Um, and so while I spent like the few nights there, that was around the time I had the Magic Kingdom park passes. So um, the downside of that is I wasn't really able to take any special resort transportation to Magic Kingdom because the stuff only went to Hollywood or Epcot. Oh yeah, real quick, what do what do they have from the Riviera? Like what are your options? Um, all you have is the Skyliner or the buses. And the Skyliner goes where? Just Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Okay. Yeah. Which not really it's cool actually not just. It's two main parks. Yeah. It yeah, just happened really cool. to be yeah, that there was no park pass reservations for those days. Um, oh. <laughs> so oh. Magic Kingdom it was. And I did learn my lesson, which I should have remembered, that you can't really take an Uber to the front of Magic Kingdom. And yeah. it was my first park day. And I'm like, I'm not getting on these buses. I don't know how safe it is freaking drops me off at the ticket and transportation center so you still have to get on the monorail i remember making right. that mistake i think with you <laughs> yes. on one of our trips we were like what I was we like, still have to do extra like, and, I, and i played dumb i was like oh are you sure you can't drive up i saw some cars going over there and he's like no that's for buses and like cast members or something so oh or have, have him go to the contemporary contemporary yes <laughs> that's where some that there's a road that went there and i saw cars going there um so I ended up just taking the monorail, which was fine because I found out it's really safe and I actually love the experience. Each section in the car is split up into about four different private spots with like walls and it feels sort of like a European train car. So that way you get your own little space for your party of up to, I think, two people. So if you have four, you split it into two little boxes or you take up the whole thing if you have six or eight people. Um, so I thought it was nice and I actually hope they just keep it that way. There's no reason why they shouldn't. It feels nice and it felt I um, mean, private. except for fitting more people in. Well, the same amount important. of people. It's just that the, yeah, depending on the size of the party can screw up yeah. Yeah, the capacity. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. So took the, took the monorail over to Magic Kingdom. Um, and then I had that great moment. You know, you walk in and what did they say when we went on that tour? What is it supposed to feel like when you walk oh, through the like tunnel? Oh, like a movie, right? Like you're, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like, they said something. Like a curtain, like a curtain opening. Yeah, the it's, curtain pulled back and then you walk into the first scene or whatever. Yeah, and then you see the castle. So I was like waiting for us, hyping myself up. The reveal. <laughs> went through the tunnel. You start to see the front of Main Street. And then as you walk to the left, boom, you see Cinderella Castle. And when I happened to walk in at that exact time there was a parade cavalcade that started with all the princesses so it was like i was just greeted with all the magic and <laughs> <laughs> like overload. i was crying inside overload yeah i was like do i watch it with my naked eyes or do i post on insta story what do i do oh my gosh <laughs> and so so yeah, so that was really cool. And I want to talk about the cavalcades for a second. So I know you've seen them too, like on Instagram and things like that. And so basically what a cavalcade is um, at Disney World is like a two to three float parade. And it goes by, there's no 
um, hype for it. It just happens to come. There's no ropes or people crowding around until it happens to show up. And, oh, my gosh, I just loved that. I loved it. I loved the surprise element of it. And I loved that it didn't create crowd control issues. Um, So what are your thoughts on cavalcades? Well, I've never been much of a parade person in the first place. So for the same reasons that you like it, I also like them. Um, I'm not sure. Is it really a surprise element or were you just not looking at the schedule? Not saying like. Like, do you know if they're scheduled? I I don't know. My gut tells me they're not because that would be, that would be cool. I kind of like that. Like yeah. Although like, if oh, you're with like a family and the little kids definitely want to see this, and it kind of like sucks, you can't plan around it. But yeah, from true. our lifestyles, it sounds great and like yeah, a little extra yeah. bonus. Um, um and I love there, the idea and there are different ones crowding. Too. Yeah, like, the, the crowd. issue was really good because otherwise there's like the ropes and then the people blocking you and you can't walk across so this is perfect just like two to three floats short and sweet and they pack them full of all the characters and they got the music going um but i wanted to ask you i've been meaning to ask you since i went is number one what's your favorite disney parade and if you had to pick just three pieces of it to be a cavalcade what would you choose so another thing about the cavalcade versus oh oh i'm on a timer i have a lot to say you could just turn that off so (laughs) the cavalcade versus parade thing is the element of show in general so i think it does lose that like the idea of having a an entire production of a parade is pretty awesome um even though it's not like my favorite thing parades in general like i still appreciate what they can do with a parade which they aren't able to do with a cavalcade. So with that said, taking one of the parades down and trimming the fat is interesting. And since I am not a big parade person, I don't really, I don't think I really have like a favorite one. I would guess Main Street Electrical Parade because I think it's super cute and nostalgic. And then close second would be Paint the Night. So I would love if we could do a combo of those two Ooh. and keep some of the cutesy stuff. So like the the stuff I actually really like from Main Street Electrical Parade isn't even the big floats. Like I love the biggest thing I love is Pete's Dragon. Like I love that as a float. But like all the other big elaborate ones like, eh, OK, cool. But like I actually love him because he's interactive he blows out the smoke and then all the little like bees and bugs and whatever cut like little beetles or whatever they are snails <laughs> that come around and like interact with guests i love they those because they seem couple... so fun to drive around right <laughs> i know they just look so cute and you really feel like they're like coming up to you yeah which i just think is just very cute in general um and they spin around and it's so cute so like that i'd keep along with pete's dragon and then i would also take from Paint the Night. I might even just use Paint the Night music because they do pay tribute to Major Electrical Parade, oh. but it sounds modern and more full. So I would just go with that music. And then, okay, the big epic Mickey float at the end with that crazy, like, free, I call it free drugs. Like <laughs> yeah. when you're staring at it and you're just like, what's happening to my brain? And you're not high or anything. You're just like, whoa. Such a cool like illusion, right? With lights. Yeah, that like spiral thing on the back of Mickey's float is so cool. So Mickey's float and I would probably keep the, what do they call him? Big Red or something? No, the the Mack truck, Mack. Oh, from it has Cars. has those lights, right? Yeah. So I guess that. Those two floats and then the other third element would be the little bits in between of Main Street Electrical Parade. I like that. And maybe since they're both nighttime, maybe you alternate. So one cavalcade shows up with the old stuff and then another one shows up with the new stuff. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are really small. They are very small, like smaller than the combination you just came up with. Right. Yeah. Well, you said three floats. I know. I just I'm picturing it now and they're really less. It's maybe (laughs) two floats. It's usually like a float with that's a cool thing and then a float with a bunch of moving people like live actors oh like yeah Yeah. like where they pack a omnibus or something full of people i've seen that a lot yeah and then humans walking on the bottom holding something like a banner or something right (laughs) cavalcade do you have a version that you would do um or do you have a favorite parade i don't even know this about you 
I like the ones that you mentioned. I think my favorite parade is Boo to You. Oh, oh come on. I, I didn't even, that's a specialty, though. Boo to you. Seasonal hard ticket specialty. Okay. Um, and then second to that is um, the one you said. The, paint the night? The techno one. Yeah, <laughs> paint the night. It's just so pretty and it's just so well done. And at least at this current time, it's so advanced. <laughs> I'm waiting right, until yeah. like 30 years from now where they pull it from the archive and it's like dusty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. And I think I'd pick the same exact floats. I would, I would have it lead with the Mack truck to get people hyped and then end with that psychedelic visual thing yeah um, and you gotta have mickey at the end anyway he's like santa did, claus does, is he on it the the like the actual yeah. mickey okay yeah, yeah you do need some character on that someone's on the top of pete's dragon right is tinkerbell yeah it's uh pete oh pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's so random so pete is a character that they have um yeah so there you go you have humans on both cavalcades i like it i'm i'm here for it's that cute. Um, yeah, so the cavalcade is what greeted me, and clearly we both agree that they might be a nice substitute for parades going forward. Yeah, um, I'm good with it. <laughs> and then Magic, I was going to say Magic Mountain. So Magic Kingdom Shame. Um, was another one of these parks where <laughs> <laughs> I got to go two different days. I had two park passes, but I only spent a few hours in each. Again, because I was just really grateful and felt privileged to be there and happy during the pandemic. Um, but it was also hot. I also haven't left the house in so long, so I just I didn't have the stamina to do like open to close or even more All than three hours. All in moderation. Yeah, moderation. <laughs> and as long as you enjoy yourself, right? There's no reason yep. not to cut it off early. So I spent um, again probably like the late afternoon. I think there um, that park closed early, like at nine p.m. So I tried to stay there until sunset. I don't think I made it though. Both days, I stayed there for a few hours. Um, and it was just, it was honestly really hot, hotter than I was expecting, but not as humid as normal Florida weather. Uh, it was just like beating down on your back and then you're just dripping with sweat. So yeah, th there's that. That's the part that kills the worst though, is the humidity. So at least you dodged one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, like there's so much to do, right? That even doesn't involve rides that I only spent the whole, um, trip both visits to magic kingdom i had not touched tomorrowland i started from the south and went all the way around and then i was tired both days <laughs> i should have went mm. the reverse the next day but there's just like more in interesting stuff going on on the west side than i was interested versus tomorrowland yeah. where um well i do like space mountain and we love the monsters and glass floor i actually just don't know if that was open or not it's so funny i i think in both parks, Tomorrowland is my least favorite, which is just kind of weird because it's still great. But like I often avoid Tomorrowland in general. And like if I only have enough time for the West Side, we call it right? Disneyland, right? Yeah, there was something about it that I didn't feel bad that I missed it. And I didn't even think about needing to go there. Um, but yeah, love it in general, like ambiance and stuff. So yeah, I spent most of the time on the other side of the park. Um, I had a really, really... Um, bad decision making moment where I was going to buy tickets for Blizzard Beach uh, which is one of the water parks that I hadn't been to because it was so hot I just thought oh what a time to go I'll get tan it won't be that crowded so I can actually get on the rides the water slides um, but then it just started grossing me out and then I thought I don't need to do that there's a pool at these hotels like I'm just I'm overdoing it you know when you're hungry and you go to yeah. the drive through and it's just like I don't need to order all that <laughs> <laughs> So I, I stuck to Magic Kingdom for two days. I had this really nice Dumbo moment um, where I went knowingly straight through the castle into Dumbo. Like that was my mission for that day because there was no queue according to the app. And it was just so fun. You forget like how whimsical that ride is when you just stare at it and watch it go around. It's like that's the commercial right there for Disney parks. Right, right. That's one of my favorite videos. You and I were with Clocky and we were at the back of the park in Disneyland and I filmed Dumbo and I put the, a dream is a wish your heart makes mm -hmm. over the top of it. And it was just so Disneyland. Like, yes. like no, oh, and the fireworks are going off in the background too. I was like, this is the most epic video that I just happened to catch. It's just like, ah, oh, classic Disney. It gives you the feelers. 
So yeah, totally. I, I wrote Dumbo, um, which between Dumbo and Mad Hatter's Tea Party or the Teacups Ride, those were the only two that I could find that were short waits and or a walk on in all of Magic Kingdom. Um, wow. I didn't go on teacups because I need to spin that thing in the middle and I just couldn't figure out how to do it without getting grossed out. Um, but yeah, we could it only wash our hands, hands after it just, I don't trust myself to like not touch my face, my eyeball. <laughs> so I didn't get on teacups, but then my plans were thwarted cause I got on Dumbo and I'm like, wait, I want the, the Dumbo to fly up. And there's only one way to do you that. You have to touch something still. <laughs> yes. You had to touch the little joystick. I was shocked that they didn't have any warning or like messaging about make sure you wash your hands right after you touch the stick. Um, and so I was using the little joystick. It was grossing me out the whole time. I thought I'm touching it. I'm touching it. I'm touching it. Um, but then, you know, right after they had uh, Purell stands right when you exited. So there you go. You just have to go and sanitize after. Um, but that was jarring, you know, like going through the whole year knowing not to touch high traffic areas where people are touching. Yeah. Um, Do you and they know didn't... if they, the cast members are sanitizing them after every rotation? They are not. They are not. They still open the gates. Interesting. The only reason I ask that is because they do that at a lot of places I go to. Like if I go to like, I'm trying to think of like a fast food place. I think they like wipe everything down every time they touch your credit card or anything like that like they right wipe i was down surprised every single time um it was it was normal operations where they open the gates as the people are getting out of the dumbo ride so i'm like oh i guess they are not sanitizing like i wouldn't have minded waiting <laughs> if she wanted to go right. around and, and wipe them um so yeah i was surprised there were places that did that so it's all about the consistency mm. at disney right now um at the resort when they took my magic band to reprogram it or something um, he took like one of those like maximum rubbing alcohol yeah. things and cleaned it. Yeah, I've seen he a lot of that going me. on during this. So I'm so. surprised they're not doing it on rides. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised. Um, I learned that from my first day at Magic Kingdom. And then the second time I went, I brought my own little Purell thing in my pocket just so I could have it everywhere, not just waiting. I wonder how I'm going to react because I feel like this is just me. But I feel that as soon as I'm fully vaccinated, I'm just going to be like, let's touch everything. Like, <laughs> it's like not OK because I still need to be careful. But in my brain, I'm like, Woohoo, let's go. Yeah. So I need to find that like moderation part of that as well. And I also wonder like when I'm in the actual position, like how I'm going to feel. So yeah, that might be a little forecasting for me to think about. It's true. Like once you're confronted with it, you're like, wait a minute. This is not what I've been doing for 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the peace of mind is you can wash your hands anywhere you want. And then there's and there's hand sanitizer in most places. And if you bring your own, then you're good. And maybe I would even bring like one of those pocket Clorox wipes. <laughs> no, but that's going too far. Like you're saying, if you're already vaccinated, why do all that? But um, I just don't want to be exposed to Miss Rona. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, better safe than sorry. Can't hate on that. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> this really nice Dumbo moment. So it felt true Disney Park. It's a beautiful day. Like the sky was blue. Like it was honestly like a commercial. Very happy. Um, the other thing about Magic Kingdom is just all the cast members, at least the days I were there, so nice. You could tell they're either mm -hmm. happy to be back at work or just happy to be socializing the same way we are. Yeah, right. So they're all super nice um, and cool. very safe. I have seen that a lot. At um, downtown Disney, it seems like the cast members are having a lot of fun with people again. Like, they're able to, like, even though it's, like, socially distant and whatever, like, they're still, like, finding ways to be creative around that. And it just looks like a lot of fun. I love Very that. Very cute. Yeah. It, it, that They make part of the experience as the cast members, right? Totally. Totally. Um, and so, you know, I love to shop. And I usually shop a lot at Disney World. But surprisingly, I did not shop much at all. Um, main reason is... The stores felt too crowded. So even though they had limited capacity and you had to wait in line to get into the store, they had like a cast member using like a digital clicker to make sure they only had a certain number of people in and out. Uh, but it just still felt crowded. You know, the way they merchandise there. It's like you can't avoid yeah. being next to anybody at any given time or if you want to look at something. And someone's already standing there. You you almost forget, like as much as you're thinking about the <laughs> pandemic, you're like, oh, that shirt. And then you feel like a a J-hole because you're now going right next to that person. 
I'm like, sorry. What is a jail? <laughs> it's like a combination between a Jack ASS and an ASS hole. Uh, okay. Okay. A Jack hole. A, a j- yeah, let's just say a Jack hole. <laughs> I just didn't want to curse. <laughs> Um, so Moving yeah, on. <laughs> didn't get to spend much time in the stores, which is good for my bank account and my wallet. Yeah. So no, no big deal there. Um, another COVID moment that I had was just generally in fantasy land, particularly the, the old part of fantasy land, um, just wasn't built for a lot of walkway. So it was pretty crowded there. Um, like there's no way you could get around it. If you wanted to get through there or go to small world or one of those rides, you had to face the crowds and, and definitely more kids and strollers there. So didn't love that part. Tried to go around it as much as possible. Ooh, that would just give a Disneyland another reason to get rid of the Astro Orbiter. <laughs> it was like a really bad bottleneck. <laughs> yes, such a bad bottleneck. Shoo shoo. Uh, oh my gosh, I also haven't seen it yet. I don't think I've seen it with all the French fry rocks removed and everything done. So that's going to be another. Oh, you're right. Yeah, only like <gasps> pictures, I think. Nothing else. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, I keep veering back to Disneyland. But. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, Haunted Mansion. I got on because um, it is. That was your first ride of the trip. First ride. And I think yeah. the only one at Magic Kingdom that I did twice. I think the only thing I did twice because um, it felt so familiar and it reminds me the most of Disneyland, even though there's some differentiating scenes. Uh, like, I think Haunted Mansion and Pirates make me feel like I'm at Disney. And yeah. I didn't get on Pirates because the line was long, but I did get on Haunted Mansion twice. And that's also where I met up with Disneyland Nurse, which was really fun. Got to see him there Aww. at Disney World. We were there at the same exact time. That is always fun. I love seeing that things just magically line up. Actually, their trip is also lining up with ours in October. Nice. So we'll see them again. Nice. Disney World <laughs> or- 50th. Um, yeah. So Haunted Mansion, I had a lot of fun. Again, it's different when you're by yourself, right? So this time... I created this extra special Disney Holics experience for our listeners and followers. Um, and we're going to post that later as a special bonus feature. Um, so stay tuned yeah, for, that. Excited for that. Special Disney Holics version of the Haunted Mansion. Put your headphones on, close your eyes, and you'll be surprised. <laughs> Very cool. I'm loving these. So the other thing I did um, that I wanted to share was I, I had some food at Fantasyland. I was pretty hungry, so I went to... Pinocchio's Village House um, in which I realized two things one that there's no Pinocchio ride at Fantasyland Disney World Um, so I thought that was interesting but there's a lot of Pinocchio stuff like this restaurant was pretty big and there's like a lot of um, statues and maquettes and murals of the Pinocchio films film and um, I had pizza there other otherwise known as flatbread I feel like they're calling it flatbread everywhere now as an excuse to say it's not real pizza. <laughs> so if it tastes just like piece of bread with stuff on it, they'll be like, well, it's flatbread. So <laughs> that was my experience. It was not good. I do not recommend getting flatbread pizza at Pinocchio's Village House. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, so I did eat there. I was really hungry. And then I think the the other and maybe last thing I wanted to talk about at Magic Kingdom um, was the transportation. Again, I talked about this in the beginning, but it was it's just really confusing. So I knew I didn't want to take Uber anymore because of where it drops you off. So I was like, okay, this time I'm going to be smart and efficient and economical. I'm just going to take the bus back to. Uh, the Riviera. So I got on the monorail, took the monorail to the ticket and transportation center and walked all around the hot sun looking for the bus. And I was like, <laughs> which bus station is Riviera? And he's like, you have to go back to Magic Kingdom. The bus drops you no. off in front of the gates. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so the only way to get up close to Magic Kingdom is riding the bus, which I should have known, oh, right? That makes sense. Oh my gosh. That's it so funny because you, right you had that Uber driver tell you that they can't take you to the front because only buses go there. That yeah. That was actually your bus. So I still ended up doing way more than oh I needed to. I rode the monorail back and then I had to ride the monorail back to Magic Kingdom. Could have taken a boat too, but I decided to take the, the monorail and then I got on the bus. So 
it was a rigmarole, but I got to take a little tour um, and whatever. I do like riding the monorail. <laughs> it's really pretty. <laughs> so note to self, figure out your transportation to Magic Kingdom before going because it's not as simple, right, as the rest of the Disney World parks. Yeah, I know. It's definitely like it doesn't have that giant parking lot right in front of it like the rest do. So it's a little more yeah. complicated. Makes it special though, right? It's like a thing, a place. Yeah, it makes it feel like it's just like exclusive place you have to take a boat to or, or mod, yeah. like, you know, some cool transportation. Or I a bus, love that I guess, part of it. But... <laughs> um, before I walk us over to the Boardwalk Resort, um, did you have anything else on your mind at Magic Kingdom that I, while I was there that I might be able to tell you about? Um, not really. I just really loved following along with your adventures there. Like the thing, the thing I know that we both like is the nighttime, which I didn't get to experience yes. because not only was I tired and left a little bit early, but the sunset really late there like by the time the sun's finished setting it's right. like eight o'clock and the park closed at nine um and i head that out like one... eight ten around eight ten and it was still right not dark i found that interesting about your trip too that the only park out of all of them right that stayed open late at all was epcot and i was like what why yeah. like usually magic kingdom's the one that stays open the latest um so that was interesting i thought for sure, Magic Kingdom would also stay open late, and then Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios would close earlier. That's just like kind of the normal format. So that was interesting, and I was a bit sad because I do love me some nighttime. But like that's part of traveling when you did right because yep. there's hardly any nighttime anymore. Part of the nighttime point. experience too is uh, like the fireworks. So you know there are no fireworks shows or large parades right now during the pandemic. So. Um, while it was sad, it was also refreshing again, cause there was no crowd control things ar around. There was no ropes or yeah, people blocking anything. Nice. So all the way till closing, you could just do whatever you want in the hub, which is nice. Take pictures, whatever. And you didn't go to Hollywood studios, but I wonder they're probably not showing Fantasmic right now. Right. But they can space that very easily out. That's a so, good question. I, I don't know. My gut tells me it's open because it's outdoors. And yeah. if that um, like they can easily skip rows and right. do parties there. And the fact that they had the uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast sing along that we talked about in the last episode at Epcot, that was open and that was an indoor theater. Ah, so, okay. Okay, yeah. maybe it is open. I need to look at that. Da, 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 <gasps> bum, yes. Ba -da -bum, bum, doo, doo. <laughs> ba -ba -ba -da -da. I actually was like planning on getting my moves down for Fantasmic, and then I realized it's definitely not going to be open at Disneyland. Because that is just a bunch of people shoved into the yeah. tiniest little area. <laughs> You'd only be able to get like 100 people in socially yeah, distanced. Yeah, like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Not worth the money for them to put the show on. Aww. Um, but yeah, so those are my two Magic Kingdom days. They're just they were just really fun and refreshing and and magical and a little bit emotional too. Um, so I had those two days yeah. there. And then I wanted to talk about the last resort I stayed at, uh, which was Disney's Boardwalk, which you and I have been to before together. Mm -hmm. um, so as we walk over to the Boardwalk, why don't we get a little bit of ambiance and let you listen to what it seems to f to what yes. Listen to what it feels like to be at the boardwalk. Here we go. Welcome to a Disney Holics audio experience. And welcome to Disney's boardwalk, Walt Disney World. Close your eyes. Imagine you're here on the boardwalk. In fact, create your own version of a boardwalk. This is your imagination after all. As I look around, I, f I face the shopping area with my back toward the water. In front of me, I see screen door general store, see an apparel store, big river grill house, and then of course, jelly rolls. Jelly Rolls is the home to dueling pianos. We highly recommend you check out Ingrid's Imaginarium. Ingrid is one of the dueling 
pianists at Jelly Rolls. Let's hope they open and recover safely and get those musicians back in there. I'm standing right next to a funnel kickstand, but in our imagination, it's not closed. In our imagination, there's a, there's a queue of about 15 people waiting in the hot sun with hats and sunglasses, and the cast member is happily powdering these fresh funnel cakes, and the people smile and light up when they grab them. Now if I turn and face the water, standing on the boardwalk facing the water across the lagoon, we see the Yacht and Beach Club, inspired by East Coast resorts like Martha's Vineyard, beautiful. In between is a pirate ship, the really fun little mini water park there. Closer to us, we see a lighthouse. That lighthouse is where the friendship boats pick up guests from the yacht club and beach club. Sun is out, the sky is blue. About 50% cloudy, just in the right spots. Feel the warm, warm sun on you but a cool breeze coming from the lagoon. Have a couple strollers strolling by, cute little Mickey ears on the children, nice, quiet, and well-behaved kids. We love that. Now keep your eyes closed. Imagine that it's now dusk at the boardwalk and think of anybody, anybody that you would love to ask to dance. And you and that person in your imagination, you're slow dancing on the boardwalk to this really nice music, taking it all in. And as we say goodbye, I'm going to hop on the friendship boat. Hope you enjoyed this Disneyholics audio experience at the boardwalk. Ugh, I love the boardwalk so much. <laughs> that music and is so cute. I forgot how much I loved it. So good. So good. That's like my favorite style of music from you know any like old. It really transports version, you like, to where they want you to go yeah. in that theme, right? Oh, it's so good. It reminds me of like the Jungle Cruise line, the Indiana Jones queue, mm-hmm. like just so many places where you hear that style of music. Oh, it's so cute. And it really does have that boardwalk feel. And that just brought me right back to there. I remember how we, I really like the boardwalk. It's one of my favorite resorts for sure. It's really nice. Um, yeah. And it's one of the oh. resorts where the, a lot of the amenities in the shops are like outside of the actual hotel building. So I spent a lot of time out there just like hanging out on the boardwalk. Yeah, I love that you they have a little bit of a like a outdoor shopping and nightlife feel mm-hmm. there. Like you can get a little bit of Disney Springs almost it at the boardwalk. Totally. <laughs> it is. It's like yeah. a mini one that's like less stressful <laughs> with more shade and easy access to stores. In fact, Abracadabar was open, which I was surprised because that's a pretty small tight venue but you know they also had limited capacity there uh, we went to that once right yes i love that place they have um oh my gosh i forget what they ha- the magicians and all the posters were like actual disney characters or oh right? that's right Do you remember that that sounds familiar We'll have to talk about that at some point. It's yeah. Cool. I, that place is full of Easter eggs. I didn't go in this time just because it was a little bit too small. 
um, and I was getting a little nervous, but it was it was open and there was not a long line, so I could have gone. Uh, it's also connected to um, an Italian restaurant where I went to have some chicken parm. Um, that was that the, looks so good. It was so good. It was the only thing I had a <laughs> Disney dining reservation for, like the whole trip. I was very jealous. Um, and it was yummy, and the server was very nice. It was very safe. I had no table super close to me. Um, and I spent an evening in there, and it was really nice. Um, but that is connected to the Abracadabra. Like, there's a small entranceway, so you can go from one to the other. Um, the other thing I liked about the boardwalk was uh, they also had nice pools there. So the uh, unit I stayed in was a DVC one-bedroom with a balcony. So nice. And I was able to just sit there and, and people watch. In front of me was the Luna Pool, which is rated one of the best pools at Disney World. Um, it's a little bit more for kids but it has an adult um bar there so there's plenty of stuff to do for the whole family i guess is what they're aiming for um so there's a bar there that's themed to like a circus tent and then the rest of the pool area has an actual water slide like not just a slide but a water slide like a water park slide that has jets pushing you like it was a it was legit um i didn't get on it because there was always a long line for it and for some reason i get nervous about water slides and and um hitting a kid at the end when i get off i always think oh my gosh, i'm gonna yeah. do that <laughs> so scary <laughs> so, some class action park right there. oh yeah <laughs> oh, that's a good video slash documentary um <laughs> but yeah so i didn't get on that and i felt bad because i really wanted to and i put up a poll on instagram and people said i should get on i just never got a chance to see it without a long line um, but there's also an adult pool uh, which I spent I spent quite a lot of time there and even filming underwater and doing some fun stuff because it was the quiet pool over by what they call like the community center house. Um, again, mostly adults were in that spot. It's called the quiet pool, not the adult pool, but I in my mind I think of it as the adult pool. Yeah, that's just their way of saying that without making people feel excluded. But let's be real. Um, <laughs> food options were limited. It was either pizza from the pizza window or dining reservation at the Italian restaurant. <laughs> Italian, there it is. Um, mm -hmm. And then they had like this little cafe with like sandwiches that didn't look that good. It used to be um, Ample Hills Creamery. Do you remember that ice cream spot? I do. It's like from Brooklyn. Right? Yeah, Brooklyn, Ample, Hill, Ample Hills Ice Cream. But it also shut down here in Brooklyn too. So I think they just, you know, Aww. haven't been doing well business-wise. But otherwise they had really great ice cream. Um, so that's not there anymore. And then they had the general store where you could pick up groceries. Um, so super limited. I ended up ordering Uber Eats a couple times while I was there at the boardwalk. Um, but it's also walking distance to Epcot. So I don't know if that's part of the thought process. Uh, so I was able to go walk into Epcot and, you know, get stuff from the French bakery. So there's plenty of options nice. if you have access to the park. Yeah. Yeah nice you could just dip into epcot at any point that's like just in general a nice thing to be able to do but i agree with you not having food at the resort is hard and i remember a big moment of our past <laughs> yeah. of that but that was even crazier but um so wait so you said they have a pizza window and a reservation only place so you couldn't even like go there and put your name in Correct. All the dining, okay, yeah, all the rough. Disney dining places, um, you could look on your app. And if you were within the GPS location, it would tell you if you could join a walk up list. <clears throat> oh, cool. Every I time I that. tried that they were unavailable. But I, I like that they have the option so you could check. That's a good tip. Just in case. I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah. And now they have these signs with a QR code. So if you want to do that, it'll direct you straight to the walk up page in the app or on the website. Very cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was pretty much the boardwalk. I, I liked, yeah, we both said we really liked that resort, right? So um, I had a nice time. The interior um, was a bit spooky. I posted some videos about this, but it was giving me Overlook Hotel The Shining vibes inside because um, <laughs> it has all that old school, like antique you know, black and white photos of like groups of people in ballrooms and mm. um, like really cool, like antique chairs from who knows where, huge chandeliers um, and then narrow hallways. And because it was capacity uh, managed, there was low capacity. You rarely saw people walking in your hallway to get to your room. And so I was like on the fifth floor and pretty much every time I got into the hallway, it was just me and it was like 
dead silent huh. and long hallway. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's The Shining. Like, Something's going to get me. I am all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then even when I went around to record like the scary video, I was creeping myself out as I was walking around. Just don't go in room 237. You'll be fine. <laughs> 237. Um, but I, that's another tip is at both hotels I stayed at, you know, I'm a night owl. So like after midnight, walk around. There's nobody there. You, it's like your own private viewing of the hotels. Um, so that I had a really good time just walking around at night after everything was closed. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Walt Disney World memories of you is like, especially over at um, the Riverside, which is yeah. a moderate resort. And then just like walking around that island. I remember we we're laying in those canopies that they have out or not canopies. Hammocks. hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> Canopy. <laughs> Um, we were laying in those hammocks at like three in the morning, like no one was around and you still felt like you're on this cool Island. And then you go back over to like your nice room. It was just, I really like exploring places with nobody else awake right. for some reason, because Disney, like, especially they keep the ambiance going. Yeah. Right? Like if there's night. a place that's supposed to have background music, they'll keep it on. Right. Sound effects. That, if they're supposed to be like frogs, I'm like, is that real or yeah. is that the sound effect? <laughs> right. It's funny. The Ooh, and that creepy music too can't help with the nighttime. Yeah. Aloneness. The the boardwalk music <laughs> in the lobby is that same type of shining music that we just heard in the audio experience, which it's cute and beautiful until it's scary. <laughs> until it's nighttime and you're all by yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's one or the other. Um but it's a perfect so example. Funny. You know, people always ask us, you know, what's the difference between Disney World and Disneyland? And it's those type of things because you only get that at the resort that you're staying at if you're on property. Yeah, I actually had, um, so we do these happy hours at work, and recently it turned into a let's ask Jen about Disney happy hour, which often happens, to be honest. And so they just started asking me, and one girl had never been to either park, and she said, what is the difference between the two? Like, she had no idea. And I was just like, the first thing that came out of my mouth is Disneyland is the original, and it's very cool. But Disney World is where you go for vacation. Like if you want like right. vacation mode and you want to be in the experience your whole trip, you go to Disney World. Disneyland, like, you know, you have to exit Disneyland and you're in Anaheim, like womp womp. So right. Like, <laughs> no, not hitting on Anaheim. Anaheim is beautiful in certain parts, especially. But um, but, it's but just yeah, like you're like aware that so. you're still in yeah. the urban place. Once right. you leave, not in the park, but once you step out of the park. Right. And in Disney World, you're still in the experience. If you don't, if you decide not to leave Disney World, you're literally in the experience, except for the fact of getting to and from the airport. And like, right. that's it. Otherwise, you're in it the whole time. And that is really special about it. And usually once I tell people like, yeah, Disney World is the size of San Francisco. Their, their eyes open. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, there's four theme parks. They're like, what do you mean four parks? I'm like, no, there's four actual parks, not lands. It's, and I didn't really get it either until I first visited, like in the 2000s. I didn't understand right. how big there's it was. four theme parks, two water parks, uh, however many resorts, right. and like lakes. Like there's yep. actual lakes. And its own freeways. gas stations. Like, yeah, its yeah. own freeways and off ramps. <laughs> Crazy. It's just a whole experience and uh i can't wait to go i'm so jealous these two episodes that we've recorded about your trip is actually being a lot harder than i thought but it is getting me very excited to go anywhere so. yeah and i'm hyped for disneyland for to see your trip at disneyland at the end of the month yeah i'm so excited to go back home well thank you for sharing i know there's gonna be a lot more i'm gonna have to ask you about other things in the future like disney springs we didn't even get to touch on there's just other stuff that i know we'll have to talk about but Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, I had so much fun and I really appreciated all the people who reached out to while I was posting on Instagram. Um, it seemed like we all really got to have fun together and I really was hoping that I could share the experience. So it seems like I did. And totally. definitely check out the bonus feature we're going to be posting. Um, that's a special Haunted Mansion ride through with the Disneyholics. And with that, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 28 of the Disneyholics show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disneyholics.com. Bye.
man, I really want to go to Disneyland. 